Thank you so much for making this part of your day. Great to be with you this morning. We are back looking at some of the theology of pop culture. So the song I posted about an hour ago is a Chris Stapleton song, Daddy Doesn't Pray Anymore. Uh, it's a song that I absolutely just love. I love, love the sound of it. Um, I love the lyrics. I think it's a really, really great song. And so I first heard the song when I was watching Yellowstone. Does anybody watch Yellowstone on Paramount Network? I was so excited because we cut the cable last uh, last year, last December, and uh, we went to YouTube TV, which is basically cable TV, but it's just through the internet, uh, and so we don't have cable anymore. And one of the things they did, the only channel they didn't have that I was concerned about was Paramount, uh, the Paramount Network, which has Yellowstone, which is a, um, a show about a branch in Montana, and... Uh, just found out just last week there was a thing that came through that said YouTube TV now has Yellowstone. So season three started a couple weeks ago. I think the third episode was on Sunday, and uh, I just I really like the show. I mean, it's not sometimes it's a little too mature for some audiences, but uh, love that show. Uh, and so last year. Uh, in one of the episodes, Kevin Costner, who is the main character, uh, was sitting beside uh, beside his father, uh, who was uh, o- older um, and near the end of his life. And, and the, the song was playing, Daddy Doesn't Pray Anymore. Um, it's so uh, this song, Daddy Doesn't Pray Anymore, I guess he's finished talking to the Lord. And so uh, did some research on the song. And Chris Stapleton said that uh, his father used to pray before every meal. Uh, his father used to he was there. Uh, uh, he was the the spiritual rock of the family. And then when Chris went back as an adult, one time they sat down to have a family meal. He said it might have been Thanksgiving or something, and Daddy didn't pray. And he's like, "Why? Why doesn't Daddy pray anymore? What happened? What? Uh, Daddy doesn't pray anymore." And so uh, he wrote the song. Daddy doesn't pray anymore. Says he wrote it in ten minutes. He was waiting for his wife to get ready. Literally, this is the story. If you Google it, this is the story. He was waiting for his wife to get ready before they were going to go out. And she said, 10 more minutes, sit down and write a song or something. And he sat down and wrote this song. Uh, he wrote this song, Daddy Doesn't Pray Anymore. I guess he's finished talking with the Lord. Uh, and it's a, I think it's such a powerful story. It's, it's a powerful song about you know, witnessing the faith of your father and then seeing him stop having faith and, and what that means. Uh, and, and I think it's a, an important story for us today in this time uh, of quarantine, but in this time of change of culture over the last 20 years, over the last 70 years. And so I'd like to talk about that today. Okay, so I would like to look at this song in the context of a, uh, of a recent uh, article that came out, recent study that Gallup did about church membership and, and faith uh, over the last 20 years. So church, uh, this is a study from 2019, and, um, and Gallup looked at church membership uh, from 1999 to 2019, the 20 years there, and what, uh, what it looks like in the United States. So they went back all the way to the 1940s to start with and said, what was church membership in the 1940s? 76% of Americans were church members in the 1940s, and it stayed right around 70% for 50 years until 1999, where church membership was 69%. 69% of Americans were members of churches in 1999. In 2019, 52% of Americans were members of churches. So 17% decline. Uh, 17% of Americans said, I don't, I don't want to go to church anymore over 20 years. And so people stopped going to church. 
And so you think, well, the reason why people stopped going to church was because there's a bigger group of people that um, no longer have any kind of religion in their life. And so they looked at that. In 1998, 8% of America uh, said that they have um, no religion in their life. And in 2018, 19% of it. So that's up 11%. 11% more uh, in 2018 compared to 1998 said um, we have no religion in our life. So that's part of it. That's certainly part of it. But, but in 1999, um, 77% of Americans associated themselves with a religion. 77% of Americans said they associate themselves with a religion but only 52% belong to a church, synagogue, or mosque. Listen to this. This is, this is incredibly fascinating to me. 25% of Americans, 25%, one out of every four persons in America, say they are religious, but don't belong to a church. One out of four say they are religious, say they believe in God, say, but they don't belong to any kind of church, synagogue, or mosque. One out of four, 25% of one out of every four per people you see in the grocery store, well, you used to see in the grocery store, Home Depot, I mean, you watch a football game, you know, 25%, 20,000 people there are religious, but they don't go to church. So what age group had the biggest decline? It's got to be the kids, right? It's got to be the younger people who, who claim to be religious, but don't go to church. So what do you think? No, it's the traditionalists. 19, born in 1945 or before, that group is down 9%. And the baby boomers, 1946 to 1964, that group is down 10%. So the traditionalists and the baby boomers, down 9 and down 10%. Generation X, my generation, 1965 to 1979, down 8%. And millennials, they just don't have the numbers to compare. So um, baby boomers who used to go to church don't go to church anymore. 10% of them. So why is that? So looked at subgroups, subgroups within that group. Um, find this interesting, a couple of these. Uh, men, men being a part of a worship, uh, uh, being a part of a church is down 17% and women down 15%. Democrats are down 23%. Independents down 14% and Republicans down eight percent. So if you're a Democrat, uh, one out of four Democrats have walked away from the church in the last 20 years. Interesting. Uh, where Republicans, it's only eight percent. So this is just just data from Gallup. Uh, so uh, things that I find very, very interesting. So the question is, why are people walking away? Why are people walking away? And, and it's important to ask that now because we're in quarantine so people aren't allowed to be back in church as like they normally would. So, you know, we're going to have a, a break from church for several months. We're going to do online worship, you know. Uh, when is that going to end? Hopefully soon, but we don't know. Uh, are people going to come back after that? Are people going to come back after that? Or are they going to get used to not going and uh, and stay away? So, uh, and, and so uh, the questions then become, okay, so we have a uh, a trend of people walking away. Uh, is it a problem with the church? Or is it a problem with God? Is it a problem with the church or is it a problem with God? And um, let's take a minute and just talk about the problems with the church because the church has a lot of problems. Uh, I'm reminded of the verse from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3-4. through 4. 
For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Uh, People will not endure sound teaching. The teaching of the church uh, is no longer good enough, and so they want something else. Uh, Itching ears, uh, and they want uh, teachers who suit their own passions. And so is that part of it? Uh, Is that... Uh, is that is that part of it why people have walked away because they want to pursue their own path they want they want teachers who tell them what they want to hear right they want teachers who who are going to tell them that because you believe in God and because you do all the right things you're going to get wealthy and because you give you're going to get wealthy uh or, you know these these preachers out there saying i need a new jet i need a new jet we all need new jets we all need to start thinking bigger you know you start you the more you give the more you get that kind of stuff you know and so that's that becomes part of your your life your mindset and so uh you know that's or people hear that and they're like that is that is phony baloney and they walk away from everything or could it be the pol- the political side of this right teachers who um teachers who who are all political and I, like the, the, the Bible is only used as a way to further a political agenda. Uh, and so if you belong to this church, you have to vote this way. You have to believe this. You have to believe that all gay people are going to hell. You have to believe all these things, right? Um, and so do people hear that? And they're like, it, that's just not for me. If, if that's what the church has become, I'm not interested in that, right? But others, that's exactly what they want to hear. Um, uh, hey, Adam Starrett, you should read The Secular Age by Charles Taylor. All right, I'll put that on my list. Thank you. Um, so, or is it that the church has lost touch with the world? That the church just isn't relatable anymore? That you go to church and it just doesn't seem like they're, the church is giving you anything to help you get through the day, you're, you're, to, to help you get through the week? The church just doesn't relate to you anymore. Uh, has the church angered you? Has, has, have, have you heard a, a bishop or a pope or somebody say something and it's angered you and you've walked away uh, or a pastor say something and you just, you know, angered you and walked away. I mean, clergy sex scandals, right? That's, we should all be angry about that. We should all be angry about the way that, uh, you know, some of the, um, some of the priests and some of the, not just pre- this, I mean, clergy sex scandals is so much bigger than just a Catholic church. It, it's in every church. There are clergy sex scandals in every church, right? Um, and so how do those churches deal with them? How do, the, how do those churches deal with those leaders who abuse their power and manipulate people and, you know, do, um, you know, it, it's, it's scary stuff. And so does that, does that make you angry? And so, you know, what is it that angers people that makes them walk away from the church? Uh, is it a power struggle in a congregation? A power struggle where, uh, you know, people have disagreements about something or there is a difference in vision. Uh, church becomes more contemporary than uh, it used to be. And people say, well, this isn't my church anymore. Uh, you know, is diff- or, or is it you moved, you moved to a different area and you can't find the right fit. And so you just stop looking, you know, so... What are the problems with the church? I would I would love to hear from some of you all on this. If if uh, if I'm saying anything that you know makes sense to you, that you're like, yes, that's me. That that sounds like me. You know, send me a message. You don't have to do it uh, comments, but I just love to hear about it. Now, um, the next thing to look at is if there's not a problem with the church, but is there a problem with God? Is there a problem with God? And I think this one is is much bigger and um, could could lead to much deeper conversation. You know, do 
do we have problems with God? Do we, do we feel like God is not listening anymore? That, that God is too far away? That God is unwilling and unable to act in this world and in our lives when we need God? You know, is, is God not listening to our prayers? Or on the flip side, is life good? You know, is life so good? And, you know, we've done this on my, I've done this on my own. Life is good. I've done it on my own. I don't really need God. What do I need God for? To tell me that I'm forgiven? Well, I'm not really that bad of a person. What do I need God for? To provide for me? I provide for myself. So what do I need God for? Right? Um, and, uh, or, or do we just not feel God's presence at all anymore? Is God not there anymore? Don't feel, don't feel anything. We just don't feel anything anymore. Go to church. Just don't feel anything. Go through life, don't feel anything. You know, it's like this this God stuff just seems to be a myth. Doesn't seem real at all. And so, you know, is that part of the reason why some people are walking away from church? Uh just would love to hear your thoughts. What are you uh what do you think about this? Why do people why do people stop going to church? You know, this happens all the time where people will join abiding grace and they'll be active for a couple months and then they'll just disappear. Why do people disappear? What is it? Is it is it something I say? Is it something about the church? Is it something about God? Um, it's uh, you know what is it something that they expect the church to do or expect the church to be? Uh, it, it could be a number of different things, but I want to I want to touch on the flip side of this too. The flip side: Does your faith play a bigger role in your life now than it did twenty years ago? Do you pray more now than you did twenty years ago? Are you more active in a church now than you were? 20 years ago? If so, what has made you stay? What has helped you grow? I would love to, to hear from you all and see uh, what your thoughts are on this, because this is, you know, this is one where uh, pastors kind of scratch their head. We, we want to know. We want to know why people walk away. We want to know what we're doing that helps people grow and stay connected. So please let us know. Lots of reasons. There's lots of reasons why people walk away. Uh, and there's lots of reasons why people stay, and I would love to hear uh, hear your reasons. So, uh, Daddy doesn't pray anymore. Uh, I mean, it's a perfect song for this time because you know we live in a world that is becoming less and less religious, and people are being less and less active in churches. Um, and so, uh, you know, why why is that? And what can we as the church do to reach out to the 25% of America, the 25% of our neighbors who say that they are religious, but who have decided not to be a member of a church? How can we be a church for them? What can we do to make them want to be a part of a church? Uh, and so, um, would love to hear your thoughts. If, if that is, if you're one of the 25% who, be, you know, believe in God, but you just don't go to church, what has kept you away? What has kept you away? We would, I would love to learn from you. You know, we would love for you to come and join us, but I know not everybody who's joining us this morning lives in our area, but just would love to love to learn from you. What, what can we do better as the church? Uh, so please, uh, uh, please let us know. But, um, Okay. We will close there with a word of prayer. Uh, good and gracious God, we thank you for today and for your many blessings. We pray that you would uh, always make us aware of your presence. Uh, be there when we need you. Uh, listen to us when we pray, even if you don't answer the prayers that, uh, that we ask. Uh, help us to uh, stay faithful uh, and help us to live a life of discipleship where we serve others and, uh, and, and where your truth is our truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day, everybody. Take care of yourself. Thanks for joining me.